The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm over tonight. I'm your host. It is Thursday, October 7th, and it's time to preview Thursday night football. On this episode, we're going to do a gambling preview of Rams and Seahawks in the feed, the Brady Quinn Football Show, pew, 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 talking about mid-quarter season awards and some Urban Meyer chat. Of course, we'll recap Thursday night football live on YouTube. If you want to see our live shows on Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night after TNF, SNF, and MNF wrap up, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pick six, and you will get an alert when we go live. Uh, obviously, you can just follow Pick Six Pod on Twitter or at Will Brinson, and we will tweet them out as well. But you know, if you're watching, watching this on YouTube, hit smash that like button and leave your best uh, prop because we'll give some out. Hopefully, Sully. They'll be better, Sully with three L's, because we maybe maybe Sully with three L's is correct, because we took some L's on our props on uh, on Monday night. I think I like plugged all mine into Action Network. Somebody was joking on in the recap. It was like Brinson's on the lamb from his bookie, because um, we did so poorly on Monday. Night. I mean, I, I don't do we. I don't know if I hit a single prop. Uh, I think the only one I hit was the Renfro uh, receptions. That was the only ah. one. That was the only one I felt good about. And then everything else, like you said, Sully with a few L's in there. I don't know if it's just three. I mean, Will. <laughs> I mean, you. Know, uh, one time I interviewed Sean Merriman uh, in his like third or fourth season, I think. It was my like second season of the Super Bowl, and um, I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm an NC State guy. You guys gave it to us pretty rough." And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We." Uh, He's like, we call him Philip with four L's because he can never beat Maryland. It's like, oh, <laughs> ouch. Um, if you want to use your football, you need to you need to make some money back after after listening to our Monday night props. Use your football expertise to win big time cash prizes. Now's your chance with football picking from CBS Sports. Correctly pick the whole slate of games, and you can win the hundred thousand dollar jackpot this week and every week of the season by visiting cbssports.com slash picks. Even if no one wins the weekly jackpot, we're still giving away a thousand dollars of guaranteed cash to the winner each week and five thousand dollars for the season-long champ don't wait make your picks compete for the hundred thousand dollar jackpot by visiting cbssports.com slash picks today all right so we got a barn burner on our hands here nfc west a great game in the nfc west the rams are at the seahawks seahawks have um uh is that correct sorry i'm sorry diva that's my fault for not being uh prepared per usual but i believe isn't the spread uh 
The Rams are minus two and a half, I think, Debo. Yes, the Rams are two and a half. Seahawks yes. are getting two and a half. Two and a half I hate, I hate doing that to Debo on a live show because I could have looked at the rundown and told him that ahead of time because I know that he's just like, so, yeah. no, he's so prepared and so ahead of time that I feel bad that a simple uh, glance on my, my part could have fixed it. The Rams are two and a half point favorites over the Seahawks on the road. It has yep. been steamed up to two and a half, two and a half minus 115 in some places. It could get as high as three. Kind of surprising, Sully, because the Rams are, you know, the Rams beat the Bucks, then lose to the Cardinals. Seahawks look bad for two games, but then, I mean, they beat the 49ers. Obviously, they won the game. Yep. Maybe didn't win it. Maybe, maybe this line makes sense. I don't know. I'm always a little surprised at the idea that Russell Wilson would be a dog in primetime at home, though. Well, especially on Thursday nights. I mean, if you look back at his history on Thursday games, 7-1-2 and two against the spread. He's, he's really been great in these games. But again... It's tough, you know, sometimes when you look at those, you know, those trends over time, it, you do have to kind of take them with a grain of salt, too, because, again, the 2020 or the 2019 Seattle Seahawks are different than the 2021 Seattle Seahawks. So you do kind of have to take that into account, even if they have the same head coach, quarterback, and those main pillars there. To me, again, I, I like the Rams in this one, and I, I love it that it's still below a field goal here. If it starts to get to three, maybe you start thinking about it a little bit more. But if you can find it, you know, and it's pretty widely available, it's available at Caesars at two and a half. To me, that one you still hit. They, they are that, that game against Arizona right now, they just the Cardinals look like a wagon. They just look like a team offensively that's just cooking on all cylinders. And when you have a so so game for Matthew Stafford, I mean, they put up 20 points in total. It's just not going to be enough when you go up against that team. So now I think that that one is a little bit of a wake up call for them. Hey, listen, we were three and oh going into that game. We're clearly not as good as we think we are. You get centered back down to earth and you go up against the Seahawks opponent that hasn't looked great offensively. I know Russell Wilson had a th three total touchdown game last week, but they've kind of been Jekyll and Hyde a little bit. So to me, if you can get this when it's still under a field goal, I really like the Rams in, uh, on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a tough spot because they were on the road against a divisional yeah. opponent in prime time, and that divisional opponent has Russell Wilson. But here's, I think this is really interesting, uh, via Dwayne McFarland of Pro, or PFF, excuse me, um, not, to, not that you would read anything other than CBS Sports waiver wire stuff, but he does, they go through like every single team over the PFF, and it's like utilization trends, which is really helpful. Uh, the Seahawks, under Shane Waldron, through four weeks, despite... 46% of the snaps coming when trailing in week four, they just they just kept you know acting like they were, you know, like leading. And that's not how you want to, your offense to play. Through four weeks, plays per game, the Seahawks ranked 32nd in the NFL with shifts in like in terms of like motion, pre-snap motion, shifts, all that stuff, 29th and 30th in terms of 11 personnel usage in the NFL. In other words, new boss, same as the old boss. And it's Pete Carroll, and he's doing what Pete Carroll wants to do, regardless of who his coordinator is. And they're not really opening things up for Russell Wilson. I mean, every hype piece about the Seahawks this offseason was that the Seattle was going to be running a ton of no huddle, a ton of tempo, cranking it up, you know, being aggressive downfield or, you know, taking short shots to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and moving quickly, uh, you know, moving guys all over the formation, et cetera. And it's just not happening. Like it's, just, it's, it's, and as a result, coupled with a bad defense that got lucky against the 49ers just in terms of some bounces and then Trey Lance has to come into the second half. I, I tend to agree with you, and I, I would probably end up taking the Rams here. I, I just wish it was like a pick em so I could feel – I feel like a donkey laying the chalk on the you know on Thursday night in primetime in – you know, again, like 
but I think the Rams are a better team. Right. And that's that. I mean, sometimes it just comes down to something as simple as that. Yes, you can look at all the trends, you can look at the situations. But when, you know, push comes to shove here, it you look on paper, you say the Rams are a better team. They, they just are, are, are much better coached, in my opinion. They have a better quarterback, you know, or, you know, comparable quarterback play. I don't know if Stafford's better or worse than Wilson, probably even at this point. But I like the, I like the Seattle, the, the Rams offense better than I like the Seattle offense. So to me, it just makes a ton of sense here. Again, when you have a line here where it's it's still under a field goal, to me, when you, we can start to have a little bit more of a deeper conversation if this thing starts to get to three and see three or three getting, and a half, yeah, right. Then you're like, okay, you know, Wilson, Wilson and company, they have the t- the talent and the capabilities to keep it within that type of a stretch. But if you're telling me that you can you can walk away with a game winning field goal for the Rams or whatever the case may be, like, yeah, I still see the Rams winning this game, and, and, and I honestly think it's going to be by a touchdown. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm down with that. I also like the over, I think, here. It's yeah. 54 and a half at Caesars. It is currently still uh, regular juice. I've seen it elsewhere creeping up a bit to the point where we could see it get to 55. So if you like it, you know, go ahead and take it now. Um, it's gone up pretty consistently throughout the week, too. I think it opened at 53. Yeah, I believe that was one where Breach and I said on the, the Sunday night look ahead that you should uh, take it now rather than, than wait on it. But, you know, that's I mean, I mean, you have both of these teams that they're, they're inside the top 10 in points scored and they're allowing around 25 points per game. You know, you're looking at, and again, the, the yardage totals too, in terms of total yards allowed, I believe they're both in the top five or the top 10 in the NFL. Like the, these guys, these defenses give up chunk plays, a ton of yards. There should be a lot of offense in this game. Again, you know, you, you, even if they, even if they go somewhat close to their season averages around 25 points or at 50, you're already flirting with it to begin with. But we, you know, we anticipate it to be even more scoring than, than, in, you know, typical games here. So to me, yeah, I'm, I'm with you too. I love the over. Yeah, uh, over there, and I would I would lean Rams. I don't know if I'm going to bet the Rams, but I would I would definitely. Uh, and you can't really tease. Uh, I guess you, if you're going to do a teaser or any kind, it would be with the Seahawks because you, you don't want teaser zero. And I don't know, I don't hate. Nah, anyway, we don't need teasers. I like the Rams, and I, I like the Rams. I love the over. I think we just see a bunch of scoring, and it's one of those where if you can, so Seahawks similar to the Vikings, where if you can draw them into like get a lead. And I know we said we we're talking about how they ran you know, 46. You know, they, they didn't change their, how they're going to operate, but they're playing a division uh, opponent on the road. They're going to start chunking it down the field and find okay. a DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So, do we like the overs on, on uh, their props? We'll tell you after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
All right, so let's dive into some props that we like. Sully, I'll let, I usually, you know, because I'm a schmo hog, I go first, but I'll let you go first this time. What's, uh, but it was bad luck when I, when I took the lead last time. What, uh, <laughs> what is your, what's, what's one of your favorite props well, in this game? I'll give you a combo here because it's revolving around the two quarterbacks and their completion uh, props throughout the game here. To me, I love the over on both of them because, like we're talking about, we anticipate this being an over game, high scoring, a lot of passing. So to me, I love the over on Stafford's 25 and a half completions, the over on Russell Wilson's 24 and a half completions. You look at what, what Seattle has given up through the air this season. They're averaging 26.2-ish completions per game obviously over here same thing with the rams they've actually allowed i believe the second most completions in the nfl only looking up to the buccaneers and that's around 29 completions per game so again you're looking at a high you know two very skilled quarterbacks in stafford and wilson you're looking at offenses that you know are very potent they can they can pretty much pop off at any time here especially with those guys and they're going up against defenses that are pretty you know susceptible to the pass here so to me those two make a lot of sense you know again again you're, you're not getting a crazy amount of odds here but still i like the over on those both i was actually kind of looking at the i had the russell wilson under 24 and Ooh, a half on, like on my list and that's not that i i don't i don't disagree with you i mean he can obviously get there but He's, he hasn't done it this season that's the only thing with him correct he, he hasn't 18, done it 22 23 and 16 so far this season and he's done you know again he had 22 completions against the titans and threw for 343 yards that's zany man um 18 completions against the colts and threw for 254 yards you know 11 his yards per attempt is through the roof now it came back down to earth big time against the 49ers 6.5 yards per attempt i'm curious to see how this works for the, I mean, again, like this is the same offense we saw before where Russell Wilson is not, does not have a ton of volume. He has a ton of efficiency down the field. So that's why I was looking at that under on completions. I, again, you know, you can get hosed here quickly. We took the, I had the under on Joe Burrow completions a couple of weeks ago when, um, I guess it was la actually last Thursday when they took, when they played the Jaguars, I felt really good about that. And they came out on the first drive sling dink, Joe Burrows dinking and dunking and dinking and dunking you know picks up a bunch early and, and this is sort of a similar script that I think you could see play out in this particular game Seahawks get the ball first Russ comes out bing 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 oh look at Shane Walters offense we're running tempo we're hitting lock and DK Metcalf short oh there's Gerald Everett do, 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 do. I guess Gerald Everett's on the IR but you get the point uh Fred, Freddie Swaim if he plays they're digging and dunking all over the place they get down there they kick a field goal then they go into their turtle offense Rams score two touchdowns. It's 14-3 at half or 17-3 or 14-6 at half or whatever it is, and or 21-6, and Russell Wilson has to come back, and all of a sudden he's throwing a ton in the second half. So that would be my concern about taking the under on his total completions is I think you could potentially have early passes followed by a second-half comeback that, you know, whether it falls short or not, leads to Russell Wilson throwing a ton of passes. So that would – um that would concern me a little bit. I think there's good value on two over reception props, though. If we go and look at, I didn't love the rec receiving yards. Sorry, I'm a little under the weather today. Um, that's how I keep coughing. If you're <laughs> watching on video, I think the over six and a half receptions for Cooper Cup minus one forty five. It obviously that's a lot of juice. You don't like to lay juice. I, I don't I don't really care about laying juice quite as much as the sharp betters do. His reception totals in his first four games, seven, nine, nine, and five. 
and those reception totals came on targets of 10, 11, 12, and 13. Cooper Cup is muy simpatico with Matthew Stafford. They are on the same page. Matthew Stafford is feeding him. I mean, his target percentage is outrageous. He's not going to catch 38% of his passes, 39% of his passes moving forward. He's going to, you know, they had an off game against the Cardinals. I fully expect to see him get 10 plus targets again against the Seahawks. And if he does that, he's going to get seven catches, in my humble opinion. Of course, things can go wrong, but it's probably going to be closer to 11 or 12. This is not going to be some magic Robert Woods game, I don't think. Thought about taking the under on Woods, but maybe they get him a little more involved. Uh, Van Jefferson's number is probably spot on, but the oops, sorry, pump fake. But the DK Metcalf number is the one that I really like as well. Over five and a half. Tyler Lockett's banged up, and they're not. I don't think they're going to use him quite as much um, if they can help it to try and maybe ease his snaps back. I think DK's number is probably lower. His receiving yards number and his receptions number is lower because there's this perception that Jalen Ramsey will just shadow him the entire time, and maybe he will. But DK Metcalf is the type of receiver who can still produce at a high level even when uh, he's got a guy like Ramsey draped all over him. I looked at it. The yardage doesn't always get there for him, but you will see him have like five catches for 29 yards even with Metcalf on him, and eventually I believe they'll, they'll feed him enough where he'll either have a jailbreak for a touchdown, but he, to me, he's going to get over. He's going to get six catches in this game at least. Yeah. Yeah. I like all those. I love the Cooper cup one. Again, you know, I was looking at it. He's, he's averaging 11 and a half targets per game, which is just ridiculous. I mean, you know, I, I know his receiving prop is, in, is somewhere in the eighties, but like when you're talking about a target share that sizable, you know, you're feeling pretty good about it. But to me, I want to stick with the receptions here. I, I, you know, you said that Van Jefferson's is probably spot on, but I love the over on it. Past six, past two games, he's had six targets in each of them, including last week where he caught all six of his targets. I mean, he is growing in this offense as much as everybody's kind of freaking out about Robert Woods and he's not performing. And I, you know, I'm probably taking a ton of unders on Robert Woods just going forward until he shows me anything. But Van Jefferson, he's the one that's benefiting a lot from all from Robert Woods not being involved. Matthew Stafford's at least looking his way, you know, these past few weeks, it's been increasing six and six. And last week was his best game of the season. Six catches for, I forget how many yards, but he caught 90 a touchdown yards there a touchdown, as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, to me, that's a, that, that is a great play there at just three and a half. Again, if he continues just to get his regular volume, as we've seen over the last two weeks, that that one should go over. Yeah. And the thing about Jefferson that's exciting is even last, you know, last week he had his best game of the season it was his lowest snap count of the year at yeah. 68% of the snaps, 69, 92, 77, and 68. He has played on the season. He's not being used. He's only played one snap on special teams. So, and I, I noted that um, it's crazy. His, uh, his, uh, his, his, we'll talk about this in a second, but his first touchdown prop is 12 to one. What? Yep. Yep, that's that's sure, my, that's, that's wild. Have that you gave like yeah, sixty to one. That's my lotto right there. That's oh the no, that's I don't know. That's too low. It's like, I need some more more than that for Van Jefferson. Uh, what else you got props wise? And so for me, the the other one that I have again is Robert Woods. I, I mentioned it briefly. His receiving yards prop. Um, last I saw it, it was sixty and a half. He's only gone over that once, that's and it it that's a that's a huge number for a guy that it seems like every week he's trending on Twitter because fantasy owners are like, is he hurt? Where is he? What's going yeah. on with Robert Woods? Because we all thought going into the season, as somebody who drafted Robert Woods in my longest running league with my with my friends, and they all like to make fun of me because of it, I'm like, this is the guy. This is the guy Matthew Stafford's going to throw to. He's going to have a crazy year. 
I was right that one of the Rams was going to have a crazy year. It just happened to be Cooper Cup and not Robert Woods. So to me, you know, he is not involved in this offense. I know it's a little bit misleading his stats last week because he caught a touchdown at the very end of the game. You know, I think even, uh, you know, I, I didn't even know. I, I shut it off. You know, I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm about to lose this week. And I look back and he has a ton of points. I'm like, what, what, the, what the heck happened? And he ended up catching a touchdown. But again, it's very, you know, last second, not really that impactful, you know, garbagey time, Robert Woods stats. I'm going so under on that. It's not even funny. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that worries me about Robert Woods, um, whoa, you see that? His uh, his his uh, yard has just moved a yard. Well, yeah. well Devo clicked on it. <laughs> Did you see it? Went for sixteen and a half. What are Caesar's watching here? What's going on? <laughs> um, it, yeah. I mean, look, I don't. I I I love it. I I just the, my own, you know, honestly, my only concern is that it seems obvious. Right. 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 It's like, like everybody's fading Robert Woods. Is there going to be a? But he's not a squeaky wheel type, you know, where like, I thought that that number was pretty high. It almost made me think like, that's seems... something I don't know. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. I actually you're looking around like, OK, is somebody hurt? What, yeah. what What's going on here? But again, you know, yeah, it's obvious. It does seem like it's obvious. This could be a game where it's like, all right, let's start to, you know, lessen the workload of Cooper Cup. Let's try to feature Robert Woods. Sure. But there's been no evidence of that throughout the first month of the season here. To, and again, I know you're facing against the Seattle team that doesn't have a particularly great secondary. Maybe it's a soft opponent that you start to kind of try to figure things out with Robert Woods. But to me, again, there's been zero evidence of it so far. And if they're going to start to work somebody, I think it might be Van Jefferson. I just think that he's somebody who is at least warranted. Again, you said last week, the lowest snap total of the season, and he rewards them with six receptions and a touchdown. So, you know, if they're going to start to feature somebody, it'll probably be someone like him who's seemingly, you know, earned it so far. I will say that um, Sean McVay was asked about Robert Woods and – reading this via pro football talk but he said i'm not worried about robert wood's demeanor and disposition he's a captain he was frustrated because i think that was a flip of he was like flipped the ball or something like that i think it was a flip of we scored but that was a frustrating day for all of us nobody wants to be blah 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 blah, blah. um the guys are stud in every sense of the word it's important to be able to get a handful of guys involved that's something i always want to continue to be this is yesterday by the way to be intentional about it or on tuesday excuse me i think that's one of the benefits blah 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 but the long story short is we just need to get him some more opportunities, and that starts with me. So that would be my one concern. Sure. Sully, sure. is that is there's like a is it is it a squeaky wheel feed Robert Woods game that Sean McVay feels like, all right, you know, Bob Trees is is bothered by not getting the ball enough. So worth, you know, at least worth considering. Uh first touchdown prop score. Oh, uh well, oh, one more. Sorry, you don't have to go back to it, Diva, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. Um the Caesars number for uh, Matthew Stafford rushing yards is five and a half. That is that over hit that over. They've yeah. been using, they're using his legs on some of these play action looks. It should 20, be like, 21 yards last week. Yeah. It should be like eight and a half or something like that. So there's some good value there. I, I project him well over 10 yards in this particular spot. I gotta be honest. First touchdown score. These are bad odds. I'm, I'm, this is my favorite market to dip into. I'm probably not going to dip aggressively into it. You can't have this many people below eight or one or below. I mean, it's yeah. cup five and a half to five plus five seventy five. Daryl Henderson plus six twenty five. Carson plus six fifty. Woods seven and a half. I mean, why is Robert Woods seven and a half to one? DK Metcalf eight to one. Tyler Lockett ten to one. Van Jefferson down to eleven to one. Steam. Tyler Higby was on, was locked earlier. He's twelve to one. 
Sony Michelle, 17 to 1. Freddie, Freddie, why, why is Freddie Swain? Se- I want 42 to 1 on Freddie Swain. This is ridiculous. <laughs> 17 and a half to 1 on Freddie Swain scored the first touchdown. Get out of here. Uh, the only bets I'm going to make in this market will be Deshaun Jackson at 24 to 1, Russell Wilson at 24 to 1, and Matthew Stafford at 35 to 1. You know, it, and if it maybe I'll tonight I'll be mad and I'll that I don't have a I'll be bitter or I'll find if I find if I find any of those top tier guys at 10 to 1 or better just because of the way that the market moves, I'll probably bet them as well. But Deshaun Jackson, who they've talked about, you know, they love to get involved. Russ Wilson has you know wheels and Matthew Stafford is I don't think they're afraid to bootleg him near the end zone. So those three guys make a lot of sense at their price. Like this is just frankly a bad, a poorly price, it's a it's a poorly priced market for consumers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's it's really kind of tough to pinpoint one that really will produce a lot of value. I do like Van Jefferson first touchdown. To me, that one makes a lot of sense just because I like how he's developing coming into this game. But I do also like Deshaun Jackson there as well. Again, that's that's great odds for somebody who, again, they give probably, I don't know, what, what would you say? One, two, three opportunities a game where it's just run down the field as fast as you can and we're going to heave it up to you and we'll see if we can do it. You know, yeah, make- and and um, honestly, on the last two, oddly enough, Matthew Stafford has kind of underthrown him. He yeah. had him on a previous one that Deshaun Jackson had to adjust back to, where if he just and it's, it, it, you're not Stafford can throw the ball as as far as anybody on the planet Earth, right? I mean, not named Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, I guess, but um, I that's just to me that's a I think I said Jordan Rodriguez, friend of the program, pointed this out is like that's one of those things too where chemistry matters. And we just assume that Matthew Stafford has all this great chemistry, especially the way Cooper Cup has gone. But sometimes it takes a little while. I, I, I the Van Jefferson thing, they've used him in the red zone a ton. So I, yeah. I don't mind it. I just wish it was like 20 to one. Instead, sure, if sure. it was 20 to one, it's like my favorite prop. I almost bet him in week one um, when he scored. I, I remember Sunday Night Football, but he scored the opening uh, touchdown there. All right. Let's. Um, anything else on props? Or should we go to DFS? Let's go to DFS. Let's hit it. All right. Let's do it. So apologies if you're watching on YouTube. My uh, stinking um, uh, why am I in a golf DFS situation? My my uh, my computer is being weird and won't even let me log into DraftKings. I guess that's bad. The good news is I can log into Streamyard now, but just can't log into DraftKings. So you get the video, but you just don't get the the sh- screen share. Captains, Cooper Cup eighteen six, which is wild. Crazy price. Russell Wilson, 17-7. Matthew Stafford, 17-1. DK Metcalf, 15-3 with a questionable tag currently as we record this on Wednesday. I assume he'll be cleared uh, by Thursday. Tyler Lockett, 14-4. Daryl Henderson, no questionable tag for Tyler Lockett. That's weird. Uh, Daryl Henderson with a questionable tag, 12-6. Robert Woods, 11-4. Chris Carson, 9-9. Also, again, a questionable tag. And then you get into the uh, backup quarterbacks, Jake Luton and Bryce Perkins. So those are your... High end cap, but I always consider like the high end captains until you get to the backup quarterback, right? You're like those are the ones that people are primarily looking at. Uh, and then you have John Walford and Geno Smith, of course, Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, Freddie Swain, Deshaun Jackson below them. What, uh, who's your favorite target at the captain spot? I think out of like the, the that top tier collection of guys, Cup, Wilson, Stafford. I mean, it kind of drops off a little bit after that to Metcalf, but to me, I like Stafford. Stafford, I think this is a game where. You can see Seattle trying to correct themselves after scoring just 20 points a week ago. And it's really like 
it was really like 13 points. Again, they got that late touchdown, and that was kind of just one of those, you know, late garbage. For the bulk of the game, they weren't really able to get much going offensively. So to me, I think that they come out of the gates firing, throwing against a a poor Seattle defense that's given up a good chunk of yards. So to me, I, I like how it's working for Stafford and the narrative going into his game. So to me, I would probably go Stafford. Got no problem with that. Um, Seattle is a top 10 defense in terms of points allowed. <laughs> so it's like a top 10 beneficial defense right. for quarterbacks in fantasy this year. Seattle also, I believe, yeah, top uh, rough top 10-ish in terms of wide receivers and uh, top 15-ish in terms of tight ends at the running back position. You can run all over the Seahawks. So, I like the Stafford call for sure. I will be very curious to see what Daryl Henderson's ownership is because at 12 sure. 6 with a questionable tag and Sony Michelle, and Sony Michelle fumbled in a big spot last week and didn't see the field again for the rest of the game. I, I think that in this game, if, if Daryl Henderson can grab the hot hand, mm-hmm. you could see him get 80 90% of the carries and the snaps here and end up having a monster game. Uh, oh, I forgot on my props. Um, sorry about this. I, I forgot. Daryl Henderson, anytime touchdown is plus 127. I like that because nice. they're, they're going to use him near the goal line. So if you go Daryl Henderson, we'll come back and well, let me tell you, we'll start with yours. We'll go Matthew Stafford at uh, at captain. And where would you go from there? I assume you're going to stack Cooper Cup. Anyway. Yep, I would either. Yep, I'm stacking Cup and I'm trying to get Van Jefferson in there. Let me just pull, put him in. All right, so Cup 12-4. Van, you're gonna skip over. Go down to Van Jefferson at four eight. That's a, he's gonna be chalky as hell. Yeah, yeah, he will be. And then the other one that I want to try to move in here again. It, it's you know, it's a little bit of a contrarian, but we don't necessarily know. Again, we're recording this on Wednesday. We're not 100 sure what's gonna happen. But Chris Carson did miss practice with a neck thing. Mm. You know, he's kind of you know, he, they said it was a, a Veterans Day on Monday, but then he he still had something. You're Alex Collins here. So we go in Alex Collins just to, again. It's a, it's Collins, a very good Collins usage is pretty good relative to, at 3,200. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Right. And then, and then you start, and then you get about like 6,200 that you can split. I mean, I don't know if you want to go, if you want to look at Higby and then see what goes on up, up top. And then, you know, you're sitting there. Mm. What your one problem is your, the game script there is not exactly yeah. ideal for yeah, no. bombs away. Right. Although, I mean, I guess if Alex Collins is just eating up, um, you get Russ, and then uh, it's see, it's it's very similar when I've been when I was constructing these rosters. It's very similar. I believe it was was it last week or was it Monday Night Football where you had a lot of these high priced guys, and it was tough to squeeze a bunch in. Again, when you're talking about your you know the main captain Cooper Cup being so highly priced, eighteen six. I mean, it's tough to start to try yeah. to construct something that that yeah, so, makes a ton of sense uh, monday night you needed um i actually did well on the bottom end monday night and i just mike williams just completely busted out and killed my my lineups otherwise i would have won a ton of money but um i had donald parham in a bunch i had justin jackson in a bunch and both exceeded their price tags like easily but the problem is you had to have uh eckler as your captain and yep. then yeah and so that's sort of the the thing you need to look at here it, it's tough too because i don't there's not you know, there's not a bunch of attractive names down at the bottom. Mm. I, I, mean, I think you need to have Russell. Jeez Louise. If you go Stafford as captain, it's tough to get these guys in here. All right, yeah, I want to look at this. It's tough to squeeze. Let's throw. Right, let's, let's look at this Henderson captain yeah. option. So a Henderson captain option. And we know if we're going to do Henderson as the captain, that we need to have Russell 
unless they're just playing for a full blown blowout, which I don't think is the move. I don't think the Rams just obliterate the Seahawks at home. I think the Seahawks will be able to throw the football. Right, right. So, let, like, let you stack Russell and DK, uh, DK or Lockett. Um, I'm I'm more towards DK. I think, although you know, it's not a crazy price difference. Again, six hundred bucks. It's not 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 you know in in favor of of Lockett. You get you get in six hundred extra dollars. Again, it, the last few weeks here, like you said, Lockett hasn't looked particularly great. You know, you know, it could be banged up. I he's, would he's, definitely, he's definitely dealing with a hip injury for so sure. I, so I'm going Metcalf. Okay, Metcalf it is. All right, so if we do – man, this is tough. Even with um, – so you got Russell with DK. I guess you could – you know what you could do is just throw in Russell, DK, and Lockett, and then Van Jefferson and Travis Homer. Ew, God, this is a tough – this is a difficult uh a, there's nobody a, down low to get savings off of exactly to get you into because you got jay sternberger 200 the stone minimum but i mean he's you know just he literally just signed no no he's not even on the team he's just signed with washington what am i talking about yes yeah um jake Fun oh no jake funk is an interesting one because he's gotten one carry in three games but if for some reason something happened to sony michelle or daryl henderson Maybe they feed Jake Funk, and you would just need, you know, a catch. Yeah, I was going to say minimal, minimal. Yeah, one catch or, like, two carries. I mean, God forbid you get a touchdown with him. Uh, you know, that. I mean, that's at least somebody that you can save with if you were so inclined. It is really, really difficult to get the quarterbacks in here. Maybe the move is, all right, so let's go with your boy Van Jefferson as our captain. You know, he's, he's priced down, okay. right? You go with him as the captain, and you can go Russ, DK, Stafford. Uh, no cup, but you can get uh, you can get Deshaun Jackson, and then you can also toss in uh, Freddie Swain. So if you go Van Jefferson as your captain, you can get three pass, two pass. You can get both quarterbacks and two pass catchers. Although you don't have the you, you would have to pick one elite option out of the entire board if you wanted to be able to go that route. So just a thought there. Yeah. My question would be, again, like we said, we think that this game's going to go over. We think that, you know, it's going to be – you're probably not going to play the defenses in DFS here. But if you were, you know, I, I would probably be more prone to go Rams defense. So do you go maybe in that scenario, do you go Henderson as your captain, then you throw in the Rams defense and you yeah. try to construct a roster that way. You know, Yeah, that's you, a good correlation. So that's you go Henderson – yeah, I mean, and we're probably do, not doing a great. I've noticed a lot of these sharper DFS guys in these in these contests too, uh, like um, like I don't know if I name like their DFS like whistles go woo or whatever. But um, a lot of these guys have been using the defenses in these spots and have been you know it's maybe competitive late because if you get a if you get a turnover if you get a couple of turnovers you get a sack you know a couple of sacks you get a, a touchdown defensive touchdown which is entirely possible you know. Uh, Aaron Aaron Donald strip sack of Russell Wilson, and then they house it, and then all of a sudden you've got a huge leg up on the field. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you could go. Uh, let's see. All right, yeah, you can go Henderson and then Rams, and then you bring that back with a Russell. You can't quite go. You have to pick between DK and Lockett, but you would be able to grab you know one of these lower end guys, for, or you go Jake Funk there. Yeah, that's not crazy where you lean on the it's the Rams rushing attack that you're trying to target with the the comeback on the on the Seattle Seattle passing attack. This is a really hard slate to figure out, honestly. I'm gonna have to spend some time, more time diving into it.
Yeah, for sure. The only other name that I think somewhat catches my eye would is does Travis Homer do anything for you, especially if 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 it is an Alex Collins game and Carson's limited, and all of a sudden they're starting to pass a little bit more. Like is Homer Homer sure. somebody that is you know if this game turns into a somewhat of a shootout, is he involved a little bit more? Again, I believe it. Yeah, he's got he's a thousand bucks. So if you look at their two, all right. So if you're if you're playing it that the Rams, you only want to use Travis Homer if you're playing in it and playing the script as a Rams are winning, and the Seahawks two wins. Uh, Travis Homer saw seventy five plus percent of the special team snaps and less than sixteen or less percent of the offensive snaps. Zero targets, zero catches, one rush last week against San Francisco in the in the Seattle Seahawks two losses where they're trailing and trying to come back. Uh, Homer saw his special team snaps dip tremendously, and he saw 26 and 30% respectively of those offensive snaps had five total catches in and on five targets in those games. So, yes, makes total sense that if you're building it, that's actually a good call, Sully, is if you're building this as a, like, a, like there's a good correlation between Daryl Henderson and Travis Homer, mm -hmm. right? So if you like the Rams defense and Daryl Henderson – Oh, this is actually kind of interesting. You go Daryl Henderson, Rams defense, Russ, DK, Lockett, and Travis Homer. And so the idea being, I mean, obviously the Rams defense there is kind of tricky, but, um, or you go Van Jefferson in that spot. Say that to me again. I have a, I have a, a lineup right here where it's Henderson, Rams defense, Homer, Metcalf, Stafford, and Wilson. Oh, there you go. And, I, you know, you're, you're pretty much, you're right at zero. You spent everything. Dude, but that's... Yeah, you go Stafford and then... Yeah, Rams defense. There you go. So you, you you assume that nobody gets a heavy target load from Matthew Stafford. That then they, with a lead, they then feed Daryl Henderson aggressively and let him get downhill. And, may, and you may even want to include Sonny Michelle in there. And then um, and then you have Russell Wilson passing it around to Homer and Metcalf as they try to furiously come back. Not not okay. out of the realm of possibility. I no, like that not at all. No, um, like a lot of builds. Crazy game potential uh, tonight. It'll be in Seattle. You know it'll be weird. Sully, as always, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Talk to you on Monday. There's a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.